Well, hello and welcome to The Profit Express. I am Tim Healy and I'm inviting you to join me each and every week so together we can win the battle for business. Now, if you're me, you're a small business owner and a sales professional, you are no doubt starting to see your calendar fill up with golf outings, networking events, fundraisers, charity events. And I'm not talking about the virtual kind. No, I'm talking about the in-person kind. Thank God it has come back. We're going face to face, which for everybody is great news. And uh, it is sorely overdue. So I know if you're like me, you can't wait to get back out there belly to belly, face to face with some human beings again. However, as much as we will enjoy it and as much as we need it and as much as face-to-face -face is, is a great way to promote the brand and to build and promote your relationships. Now that we are entering into a post-pandemic economy and way of doing business, there are a few things that will not go back to the way they were pre-pandemic. And what's happened, especially in the B2B world, what corporate America has seen is just how efficient, how cost-effective virtual conferencing is. I've seen it myself with my business. Profitability is up, which is great. So what we're going to be most likely going back to is a hybrid way of doing business. And because corporate America has seen how cost-effective it is, I know, and I'm sure you know and you've experienced, that corporate trainings will most likely be if not 100%, at least the majority of the times done virtually, done on Zoom. Corporate outings, corporate events, sales, sales training, the sales process will be in some capacity, whether it's 100% or some percentage, done virtually. So here's the thing, and this is what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about best practices because we as sales professionals, as business owners have to adapt because like I said, it's not going back to how it was pre-pandemic. And not only is it going to be virtual conferencing, but because of that, video has really been put on our forefront. And I know a lot of us have been dragging our feet with video for far too long. And that's why today's guest is a special guest, because if you're a fan of the show, you know him. He's been a long, long time contributor. And I'm also very happy to say he's also a sponsor of the podcast now. He's the one, the only Bill Corbett, Corbett Public Relations. And he's been championing the cause of video for many years. And now that we have virtual meetings as a part of the mix, we're going to talk about best practices. And so it's a real pleasure to have back on board the Profit Express, Mr. Bill Corbett. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, Tim. It's a great intro and good to be back. It's been, I don't think I've been on with you for about a year. So. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, the show, as you know, had a, a corporate, uh, a COVID-induced hiatus, uh, unfortunately. But we're back. We're better than ever. Um, and uh, listen, we're on a lot more platforms now, which is great. We're on. We're recording on StreamYard. It's on YouTube. We're, we're all over the place. And uh, listen, it's great to have you on board as a sponsor too. You've been a, a longtime friend and supporter of the show, which is great. So thank you for that. No podcasts are where it's at, and I listen to yours and others as I'm walking around. I call it D Dog Walk University. I walk <laughs> myself as I'm walking the dog in the morning, and it's it's great and good. And I look for good in good information and good content. So well. Well, well, chatting. well, thank you. Oh, and also before before we get into best practices, 
Uh, let me just show off. We, we have the official Profit Express mug. I have to get you one in the mail. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited. This uh, Contigo thing isn't going to work. So. Yeah. And it's there is a guarantee your coffee will taste 92% better drinking out of the Profit Express mug. So you have that to look forward to. Awesome. So, <clears throat> listen, I think we can all realize that business won't go back to the way it was pre-pandemic. Uh, there will be some hybrid version. Uh, and I know I've seen the effectiveness, the cost effectiveness, the time savings of, of virtual conferencing. And a big part of that obviously is video. And again, I have to give you credit, Bill. You've been talking about video on the show for years. You've been a champion of it. You know, a couple of years ago, you said if you weren't on board with video, uh, you were already a couple of years behind. So kudos to you on that. I, I, I really have to applaud you on that. So let, let's, let's, let's help out the listener. Let's prepare them post-pandemic to, to be prepared to be the best they can on virtual, on video, in the promotion of their brand. So what I'd like to start off with, Bill, because you, like me and so many others, have probably been on countless Zoom <laughs> meetings and presentations. Zoom fatigue. Yes, I, we, we, we all do. Right. Share, share with me. Really, you know. what, what's well, that? I don't really have Zoom fatigue. It's just you have to reboot yourself every once in a while and get back into the, you know, the purpose and why you're doing these interactions with people. And you, you have to be deliberate in what you do and why you do it and do it well or don't do it at all. Right. You're right. You're not, if you're not going to be an excellent podcast host or an excellent salesperson then you should look for a different you know different profession so but uh you know there's a lot of people who struggle with it well you, you brought up a great point already and the fact that i think it's safe to say we all did have a level of fatigue with it because we weren't used to doing it so often but we just have to kind of take a step back and and kind of you know recalibrate uh and just embrace the tool that it's that is going to be going forward uh but what I love to start off with, because it, it's it'll be educational and entertaining. Um, <laughs> what what have been some of the, you know, worst blunders that you've observed on your many Zoom uh, meetings uh, since the pandemic broke? I, I well, there's there's one that wasn't wasn't one of mine, but it was one that a. I just I learned about and I saw and I, I, I actually have some of the video that I saved that I use when I do presentations. But there was a woman who was part of about, about a 12 person Zoom meeting early right. on in the pandemic. Um, she's on a, she's using her phone. Right. She has her phone and she takes it with her to the bathroom. When she goes to the bathroom, you know, she's still on the call. She didn't put it on pause. She didn't turn the camera off and she puts it down. As and, and and you get this, you, get, you know, it's not a graphic. I mean, you, she sits down and does her business, but <laughs> still, she's still on the call, right? So people, you know, they they forget and or they didn't hit the button or they, you know, they continue to record. And you, and you hear these these stories about people who take a live microphone, you know, into a bathroom in places. Well, this is you can that can happen to anybody, right? So that's that's one like really egregious situation. And everybody when she came back. And sat down. Everybody was just laughing there, and like covering their mouths, and you know, really, really created a weird, awkward situation. You know, so that's one. But then another, another very common thing is that the camera angle. Like my camera is about a little bit over my eye level, which is a tip. You know, like I, I'm looking in the camera. I got I got screens around, so I'm a little distracted. But I, I do my best to concentrate on the camera. Sure. And 
And but other people have it here where it's low and looking up your nose. You know, I don't want to see someone's, you know, if they forgot to blow their nose or whatever's going on there. So <laughs> you want to present the right image, right. With the right angle, with the right light. And, and that's really bad. And, and then the, the light from behind, the blowout from behind, you know, people sit there be, in front of a window and you can't see what they're, you can't see them. They just look right. like a silhouette. Like it's one of those, you know, investigative reports where the person doesn't want to give their name. You know, they want to stay incognito or, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, anonymous, you know, so it's, it's, it's bad. And it doesn't, you know, there's a lot of reasons why it's bad. One is you, you just don't see the person. And if you don't see the person, you're not going to pay attention to the person, but it's bad for your brand. What if you're at like a networking thing or a, a business development situation and then you just don't look good and people don't want to work with people that just don't look good. I'm not talking about what their personal looks are. They, they just, they just don't present well, you know, that's, if, you, if they don't care about how they look, why should you care about them? I don't. It's again, this, these are great points because we, we all grew up in business. You know, you and I have done a ton of networking over the years and you're used to when you go to an event, you know, you, you probably, you look at yourself in, in your mirror in the car, right? How's my tie look? Do I have anything in my teeth? Or when you're in the men's room, you check yourself out. It's all about appearance. Right. But it just seems that for some reason, when somebody turns on the camera or the phone for the Zoom meeting, they don't realize that this camera is now in, it's in their home, uh, it, it's in the bedroom, the den, or not that it surprises me, but that woman taking the, 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 <laughs> the phone into the bathroom. I mean, it, 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 it's, I, I don't have words for it. it it's, it's, well, it's, you know, we talk, and you've had a lot of great guests on this podcast and the radio show, you know, about people who are, successful business people and successful business people are deliberate you know they have plans yes things out they think about what they're going to do they we'll get into we can get into this about language to use and things like that to engage with people but it's not a willy-nilly thing you don't just turn your camera on and go oh god let's let's have a meeting you know i don't do meetings without agendas i don't do meetings that i didn't plan for i don't do meetings that that there isn't a purpose to them you know, if you want to have a happy hour, people and their buddies and friends, that's fine. You know, but that that's not the same thing. If you're using it for any kind of business purpose, you should be projecting the right message and be prepared for what you're getting yourself into. And if, you, and if you're not prepared, don't do it. Well, e even the use of a plan um, is a critical word. So, I mean, I, I think we could all forgive people that, you know, a year ago when this all first started, March, April, May, People weren't used to Zoom. They weren't used to the virtual. So they were all making mistakes. I think we could forgive that. But now we are 14 months later. I, I don't think there's a tolerance. I don't think there should be a tolerance. No, it's a business practice. And like, and some people are like, oh, if I keep my camera off and other things. And, and that's actually, you know, we can get into the cultural discussion about business and culture. And, you know, and if you get to, if you're working with people, you should see the people you work with. Don't have your cameras off. But also, you know, if you're going to have a meeting, don't be wearing your pajamas. You know, if you're, if you're, you're supposed to be working from home, don't wear your pajamas or don't wear, you know, comb your hair, take a shower, get ready, go ready. You know, do, do the things you normally would do to be presentable to people. And that, again, that goes a long way. A lot, a lot of the way we communicate, I'm using my hands a little bit, using, you know, facial gestures. I'm looking at the camera. Right. We get a lot of information and communicate with people through our body language, through our the tone of voice and the way we speak, not just the words that we use. And it's all, it all comes together in a way 
it allows people to trust each other, to build relationships with each other. You know, it's all, it's all inter interconnected. You, you bring up a, a, a very interesting point that to me, I've been frustrated uh, by when a participant in a video conference in a zoom call chooses to black out the screen. So you talk about, I mean, what's your, th I mean, it, it annoys me. It, it just, you know, right. I, 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 me, I have to have that face to face. So, so what, what are your thoughts on that? What have you heard people's, why do they do it? I mean, well, they do it because they're not engaged, right? Or they're, they're trying to hide something or they were lazy and they weren't prepared for this thing. So, you know, I'll pick on people because the, and I don't, I'm not, you, you give them a lot more benefit of doubt Tim, than I do. I don't, I, I think people are lazy. A lot of people are just lazy. Right. It's not that they're not familiar with the technology. They are, they're not prepared. They don't, they don't invest the time and, and the effort that they really need to invest. And granted, I've participated in a lot of really wasteful time meetings. I don't like long meetings. I like, you know, I, anytime someone says to me, you can have a meeting that's an hour. I say, no, it can be, half hour with five minutes extra if we need it and almost every single time you can cut a meeting in half almost every time right? <laughs> yeah podcast, a podcast though you can always stretch it out make it an hour no, right but, <laughs> but so you you have to think about that and if you're the host of the meeting you got to figure out ways to make it engaging and there should be some rules the rules should be you don't turn your camera off you know granted if you're going to get up for a second go to the bathroom and do whatever you're going to do sure you know, or your, your wife pops in to tell you something or the dog jumps on your lap whatever you can turn it off for a second but it should be more of like the pause button for a moment and then you then you come back in and engage because uh, everybody gets greater value and the, po the host you know depending on the host if your boss is a boss or a leader you know they should be seeing you there should be rules you know depending on the situation you know in my, in my book so it's, so so you think it's okay to kind of set the table that when you're doing an invite, having these reminders of you know having the screen on, not just you know your name in 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 a, in a black box. No, nothing wrong with that. I'll, sometimes I'll do a Zoom, but it's really just a call because Zoom is really a good tool for just doing a conference call. Sure. Yeah. And it doesn't tie up my phone line. It's on it's through the computer. So there's there's you can you use these different tools in different ways. But I, I like to talk to people about how to how to maximize it so that you look good and it benefits you instead of hurts you in the long run. So now th this is interesting. So here you are in your virtual studio. You have a, a blue background. I've got a black background. Right. That's green screen on the other side. These things are not expensive. You can get one that goes on the back of your chair. Right. I'm actually probably, I'm, I'm going to get a big curtain and I'm redoing my whole home office because it's my office office now. Sure. Sure. So, so let me ask you this. So we, we've seen like even uh, major broadcasts have had their talent, like ESPN has had their talent at home. And then you can see, you know, the bookcase in the back, you can see whatever. So let me ask you this then. What would be your advice? So somebody has certain props in the background. Mm -hmm. um, certain props have certain messages. I was actually on a video conference not too long ago where there was, and I'm not going to go political, but there was a political message. And yep. you know, and I know you could very well, because especially because we're in a, you know, politics right now is very heated. You're going to alienate half, half of the potential audience. Um, so what would be some general uh, props or, you know, you know what I'm saying, that we should avoid? About, let's look, look at it in the context of the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Okay, so, I like the, that. The good, okay, so there's good things. Like say I like, 
the Islanders or say I like football. You like the Jets, you know? I have I have some signed footballs and I got some jerseys and you know. And if that's part of who you are and what you're about, what you know, and you want to put some of that paraphernalia and that stuff out there and those that those those trinkets and things, I think that's awesome because when you're getting to meet people and they see your background. Um, then that's something. It's a talking point. You can you can you can chat about it, and I think that's a good thing. I was just talking with someone yesterday. I used to work for the uh, the Broncos, and she had like fifteen different signed footballs behind her. I thought that was very cool, very cool. Like I'll take the John Elway football. Fine. So <laughs> you know, that's cool. But then you're right. Then that, that's the good. Now the bad is really having a disheveled look, having junk all over the place. I had right. one you even see the wires hanging out of his ceiling and stain marks on his ceiling it was disgusting you know so that's that's bad but it's okay it's bad it's just the guy's house and that's the environment that he chooses to live in filth and horror but <laughs> but the and then the and that's the good the bad and the, the, the really ugly though or the, the thing you should be concerned about is like right. the, the message is there is there something that someone could take away from what's behind you like like i know you know you could have like a, a rebel flag or something that's like totally not acceptable anymore. Sure. You know? And, but you know, maybe someone's a history buff and had it, whatever the reason, or just or some sign or whatever, like you said. So you want to be cognizant of that because you don't want to, you don't want to offend people. But it also though, if it's part of who you are and what you're about, if you're a Republican or Democrat and you're, you're into those, these causes and that's who you are and that's your audience you're talking to, that's okay. But you, you have to, you have to think about, you have to think basically and a lot of people just don't think you know i mean a picture yeah. of your family great but you know do you want to have do you want to have a liquor bottle there you know do you want to have uh you know something else that may you know to some people like oh this guy has a drinking problem he's got his uh five uh, five bottles of whiskey behind him it's maybe it's more than just a hobby you know so you have to think about what people would the perception is reality, as they say in public relations, you know? So what, what is the image and perception that you're there to present? I would, I would go, I would err on the side of caution and put things that, you know, that are not confrontational and part of your personality that, or your experience, your business experience. Well, it's, it's a good way to help people think about how they're being perceived. You know, I think it's good to have some of your personality out there. You don't want to be distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have to know your audience. Like you said, if you're talking to a conservative audience, that's one thing. If you're talking to a liberal audience, okay, great. But if, you know, if it's a business audience, which typically is mixed, you have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's, let's talk about it. We focused on the, the, the video conferencing aspect. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about video, because obviously, of course, video is a part of it. But now video also, as you and I have spoken about many times over the years, is, is becoming completely dominant as far as a tool in how we brand ourselves. And I've learned a lot from you uh, over the past few years, because I, I, you know, I, I've drugged, I kind of dragged my heels when it comes to video. And so much of the content that we put out there now on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram is video. Um, how important is it? Can we, can, can the small business owner, can the salesperson not be a part of it at this point? I mean, can we just draw a line in the sand? Well, I don't, I don't think so. And there's, I mean, there's people who are like shy. And just don't want to be part of video, you know, or, or right. video beyond beyond the Zoom video where they're, 
interacting with someone and I, and I, and I get that. And, and if that, if you don't want to be the face of the company, that's fine, but that doesn't mean that you have to use your face, you know, as the, as the content, you know, you can be, okay. uh, you can, you know, if you're a, a, a sales coach, you can use other kinds of other content. My clients do technology and they, they're involved with railroads and aircraft and things like that. So there's a lot of images and video that can be taken and voiceovers can be done and other, other mechanisms or other, you know, content can be created and used on video. If you personally don't feel comfortable, you know, being on, but no, good, good point then. Yeah. But, but I also think though, that if we, we have recognized, as you state that, that this is part of the reality, I don't want to use normal because it's really was the normal before now. Right. Is most people in business need to have some level of skill in, in the video communication world to express who they are themselves and what they're interested in life and business. And they should, they should think about how to, um, project that. Like I remember back when I was in high school and in college, I took public speaking classes, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I knew that at some point in my life, I'd have to talk in front of people, right? So it, that was a, that was a tool that, uh, or class that I, that I knew I would use. And I, I would hope that they would probably uh, start implementing public speaking or speaking on video in college or take a class in it, you know, or take a, take a seminar or something about presenting. It doesn't matter necessarily for video. There's just certain things you need to know about video, looking into a camera and, you know, staying in the shot, et cetera. But, but communicating is really the key and feeling comfortable communicating and getting your point across is, is, is the main, you know, the main component of that. You know, you don't want to just ramble on for 10 minutes like I'm doing. <laughs> Liz, you, you bring up a very good point. Um, and, and, you know, t taking that, that public speaking course in, in school and college, um, I'll, I'll even, I'll even do a shout out for a Toastmasters. Sure. You know, I mean, it's a great organization for anybody, any level, um, getting comfortable communicating, helping you craft I and mean, crafting the story. You know, we're all business professionals. We all have a story to tell about ourselves, our company, our product, our passion, whatever it is, um, and becoming comfortable communicating that story. We talked about improvisation and acting and, oh. you know, and speaking training and Toastmasters and all these things. Because we live in a world, if it's video, it's really not just video. It's, it's oral communication. You're speaking, right? Right. You have to be able to clearly, you're doing a podcast or radio shows. You People have to understand what you're saying. And then you know, the visual of it adds to it. And then if you can layer another visual on top of what's called B-roll or other information, then that, that makes it much more powerful and engaging. And that keeps people you know, wanting to, to lean in or wanting to hear more, or wanting to see more versus turning the machine, turning their camera off and, you know, typing some emails. All right. So you just mentioned an important word as it relates to video conferencing, as it relates to video in general that we're going to, you know, promote on, on our social channels and platforms, engaging the audience. So, you know, you and I have done plenty of, of uh, public speaking events, where you know we as professionals we know how to engage our audience but it's different when you see them and you can you know almost reach out and touch them if if, if you're at an event now we don't have that and you can have part of the audience that might go dark on you so <laughs> let's let's talk about this for a minute L let's give let's share with the listeners some really good ideas to engage the audience on the virtual uh, platform. 
Okay, so number one is one of the things I said already, be prepared. You know, there, there should be an agenda. There should be, people should kind of ex- expect what they're getting into. You know, mm-hmm. they should, you know, they should know, you know how long the meeting is. They should know what's going to be covered, they, you know, it, whether it's a conference or whether it's a, a office meeting, right? Right. That they know, they know that their attention span is going to be about an hour, a half hour, whatever it is. So what, what are they investing? That, that's one. Because if I know I have to be, it's going to be a half hour. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be a half hour, not an hour. Uh, I can I can invest the time. That's one. two is there should be rules of engagement, rules of participation. Like we said, the, you know, the camera should stay on, mute your microphone. If you have a question, do X. That's two. Three, three. I would say I like to ask questions, even if it's just to see people raise their hand. Mm-hmm. Or, or and then I start the cool thing about about virtual meetings is you can most of the time on Zoom you can see the person's name, right? A lot of times you're at a meeting and you don't know the people, you don't know their name, but you can say, yeah. hey, Haley, hey, Bob Smith, hey, John, you know, and ask, specifically ask them questions. Or if they raise their hand, you can say, hey, Bob, what? You know, so again, you can use people's names, you can call on individuals, you can ask questions, you can have them ask you questions, you know, for either through the chat functionalities or, you know, raise their hand and ask, unmute them, et cetera. It's, it's, hard, it's a little hard because you don't want multiple people, you know, what's it called, stepping on each other. Yeah. <laughs> where people two people talking at the same time so you, so you have to regulate that you can learn how to do that so those are those are a couple of quickies but i love asking questions and like at the beginning of a conversation asking those questions to get a, to get people willing and able to be uh engaged in the conversation and active and i try to do something like that myself every every five or ten minutes to just you know wake people up in case they're uh they're nodding off which uh, you know can happen a lot easier when you're in a nice comfortable chair at home yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I, I had a conference. I was I was one of a few speakers uh, for a client a while back. And what, what they did, it was three hours. Uh-huh. And, you know, so listen to this, Bill. So I was one of three and it was rotating groups. OK, so there's three speakers and they had uh, each group of people would see each presenter and they didn't even accommodate for breaks in between. So by the third session and, you know, it just, and I'm a professional presenter and you know, I, I, you know, I, you know me, I got energy. I got myself pumped up. I'm ready to go. By the third session, half of the screens went black, yep. you know, and you can only meant, Hey, you know, yeah. Li- like to see your face and oh boy. Yeah. So it was the, rough. Stylistically, you got to figure out, you know, you got to figure out what works and what, it doesn't work. And so those, those are, you know, those, some of those things, some of those fast paced things do work. If you pop dip to different rooms and it's a it's shorter period of time. And, but I did one too, similar to that, where I had to do the basically the same presentation about six times in a row, the three, you know, the three, three people at a time. And it got a little bit, you know, got a little bit like repetitive and I felt like a bit abused <laughs> as a presenter. We could have, you know, a long, you know, whatever, but it was, you know, but you live and learn. You know, we're in a new environment, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with uh, trying, you know, different approaches that, that uh, some work, some don't, some can be, kind of work. Right, right. No, listen, I, I you know, I, I learned myself as well, you know, but it is, it's hard when you do the same presentation multiple times, uh, you know, it just, it just gets tough. So, um, the sales process, you know. A lot of us during COVID used Zoom or the virtual meeting almost exclusively because we had no choice. Now that's opening up. Um, I, I'm seeing some, some, some clients of mine, I'd like to get your, your take, 
where they're using it for prospecting, you know, kind of saving time. And then when we get closer to like maybe a presentation or the close, then we're going face to face. Um, what are you seeing out there with, with some clients or some associates of yours as far as how they're incorporating uh, virtual into the selling process? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think people now, the, the, the sellee, the person you're selling to and the people who are trying to sell them something are much more accustomed to this you know, process versus me flying to, to uh, you know, Kalamazoo to meet with somebody. Right. For, for, and it's a real long shot that I'm going to get that client. Right. So it's much more cost effective to do something like this. You know, have one or two preliminary meetings and and do it, you know, 10 or 15, 20 minutes and really high level. And so, yes, I've definitely seen that both because of COVID restrictions as well as just efficiencies. Um, I think, you know, we talk about efficiencies and, you know, like in conferences and, yeah. and uh, you know, events and things like that. And I think that there's going to be some conferences that people little love to go to because there, there's no way to get a better interaction than both in the conference room in the exhibit hall, as well as at the bar or the restaurant that night, having dinner with people to talk about what you do and, and products and services. So uh, I do believe there'll be hybrid hybridization in mm. some of these uh, activities. And, and you're right. Some of it will live uh, on in the virtual world, but I do feel that it's a lot of people are wanting to get back into the, the real world environment. Um, maybe because they're tired of the other, or maybe it's just, they're, it's going to like an ebb and flow. It's going to go, one, you know, we were all virtual. Now they're going to add back a lot into per, into in person, and then we'll find that that kind of happy medium. Yeah. Um, in the middle, especially for certain events that you know you you feel that you may or may not get the most value out of it. But the ones you, the ones that are the high value ones, like a CES or a, some of these big big conferences in industries, that people are are going to go to them because you have to go to them because that's that's how you uh, you make a sale or how you meet the people that will eventually facilitate the sale. And I just, I'll just give you one point the pe- but before all these events can really open up, everyone has to feel safe going to them. Right. right? They have to feel safe. If they're going to be in a place with 500 people, although we watched the uh, Islander game last night, uh, you know, here in New York and they, they won, it looked like they were about 80% capacity. Okay. The Coliseum. So I think people are, especially vaccinated, vaccinated folks are pretty comfortable going back to events, but Right now, surveys show, research shows that about 30% of people in the United States are never going to get vaccinated. So that's a third of the population is never going to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, where, what's that, what's that balance? And, uh, you know, I could talk about technology that can help open some of these events up and things like that, that clients of mine are doing. But the fact of the matter is that people have to feel comfortable. So that I think because of that, there's always going to be a need to have some of this hybridization of uh, of events yeah I, I don't i don't think it will go away i mean you know certainly not in the near future you know who, who knows what's going to happen 10 years from now but in in the next couple of years uh it'll definitely be a part of it well i mean i think i think with virtual reality and uh, and, and and some of the stuff that where you can actually have it and you can almost walk into a conference room or into a into a exhibit hall it's a virtual exhibit hall or augmented reality. And you can walk in and say, and we literally, literally walk into a booth and talk to the person who's like in that booth when it's, when it's almost real or you're almost holographic in a sense, that might be very interesting in the next couple of years. We're, we're, we're going to see that <laughs> the virtual trade show is evolving, you know, and 
you know, and you know, people can walk around with, you know, FaceTime on their, you know, they could ha have one person go and bring FaceTime with them and talk to people. But how cool would it be if you just said, okay, are we have staff that's going to be in this booth? Put your VR headset in. You can walk into this. You pay a fee to have access to it, and you can interact with these people, um, you know, depending on what they're selling and what they're doing, or just talk to them in a kind of, uh, you know, virtual reality world, uh, kind of like the holodeck you used to have on, you know, uh, on Star Trek. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'm if I'm ready for that. Um, you're probably right that it's coming. Uh, although I attended a trade show, attended that that I'll use that word loosely some virtual trade show. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Um, so I know the technology will catch up. There'll be more interactive technology, but it was just, it was so one dimensional. I mean, listen, listen, they did the best they could. They, they punted, but you know, whatever. Um, so getting back to in person is long overdue. Uh, and then there's, like you said, the whole issue of people being comfortable and you know, that'll, that'll flesh itself out. Uh, do you have any tips though, for hosts with shiny heads. I, I've done my best at lighting. Uh, you know, it's not so bad. What do you, what do you think? It's, it's not this, is it distracting? Let me ask you. Uh, well, I, I think a hat works really well. <laughs> no. is, is, is that what is? <laughs> no, no, no. You can, uh, there's this, you can get powder. You can get, uh, you know, you talk to the television makeup artist. There's, there's powder that can be, maybe a, I should, that can be uh, applied that you don't even, you can't even tell it's there a lot. You know, I've had, you know, I've had some TV people that I've worked with over the years, you know, they bring, they have a little kit that they bring with them just, just to, just to, on those surfaces to, uh, right. Uh, to just, I say blunt it, but really mute any shyness. Yeah. And if you're a person who sweats, <laughs> sweats a little bit and I've had plenty of them on do TV, you know, under these lights that are very hot, um, you have to prep them for that, and uh, you know whether you need to, to have a, you know, tissues or whatever, because it's um, it, it can it can ru it can ruin it can ruin an appearance if you're too you know if it, oh. you look the part you know or you're sweating and you know you, you remember the old the Nixon debate with Kennedy you know he heard everyone who heard it on the radio thought Nixon had won but everyone who saw it so I'm sweating and you know really out of place. That's right. And, um, you know so you. But, that's that, but that comes down to preparation. It comes down to practice, and it comes, you know, and and doing this several times because you'll know if you're a yeah. person who gets nervous before they go on video or something or uh, speaking even that if you know you do this, then you have to do whatever you can to help alleviate that. Granted, if you're a, a person who perspires and you're in a hot conference room and the air conditioning is broken, well, you're 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 stuck. But right. if you know you know your body you know how you, you these things will, will that happen to you then dress in lighter clothes don't wear tight clothes whatever, whatever. there's a lot of different strategies Ante anticipate it right right yeah that are, that are that or um or, or work with the host of the show or the event or even your own home to make sure you have ample air conditioning and and things like that that allow <laughs> you to uh, present well and 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 uh, i would do want to say that you know your microphone is almost more important than your camera. Because uh, when people can't hear you or they don't hear you clearly, or there's an issue there, yeah. that, that, you know, that, that, that shoots down the entire thing. Like you can have a smiling face, you can be a good looking person like you, Tim. And yeah, thanks. <laughs> but if they can't hear what you're saying and they don't understand what you're saying, 
if they're static or you're just not clear, then that's a, that's a whole nother problem. That, but that comes back to preparation and this thinking about what you are uh, getting yourself into and being prepared for it. You know, like Boy Scouts, be prepared. Yeah. Always be prepared. I do a presentation. I think there's 13 different P words that we, we talk about in terms of preparing and being, uh, you know, really, really superb when doing your video or, or speaking in uh, speaking, you know, to at events because. Well, it's- audio is critical. You're absolutely right. If, if you have a great video, but your audio is crackly or it's whatever, it's not just not good. People will, will, will shut you off in a heartbeat. And people, people should recognize the fact that, I mean, I have, I don't have a super expensive camera. Maybe it's like a hundred buck Logitech camera. I got some devices here. I got a Yeti microphone i have i have a green screen behind me i got a couple other doodads that i use for my uh presentations and things like that mm-hmm. but it's not a very big investment no it's, it's not and it, there's a difference between a cost or an expense and an investment this right. is an investment in making sure that you look and sound great and well yeah we, we, we didn't even talk about uh, talk about the equipment but it's it's yeah. very affordable i mean you could easily get some good equipment maybe not the best but some good equipment that can make you look good for a couple of hundred dollars safe to say oh yeah a hundred couple hundred dollars i mean their the, the video cameras like sold out when the pandemic hit because it was just oh yeah they had those kids those podcaster kids yeah. they were off the shelves no, um, but uh yeah a little bit of investment uh, you know you don't even you know a little bit of training or listening to something like this or just doing reading for it looking at a couple of articles online i have i have a i have a uh, some tip sheets if anybody wants to you can you know, email me at, you know, you'll find my email at my website, CorbettPR.com, and I'll happily send it to you. And I think it's, it's, which, which is a great resource that, yeah. My, 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 my goal is I want, I want everybody to look great. I want everybody to present well. I want everyone to build their brand in the right way. I don't want people to do, to just hurt themselves. You know, if, if they just, if they, if they're just, a, they spend a little bit of extra time just thinking about it and planning, they can look a lot better. You know, okay. A lot better. Now, all right. Now you just brought up a great topic, Bill. You don't want, and again, you're, you're in the business promoting and protecting brands, Corbett Public Relations, today's guest, also great sponsor of the show. So that's obviously your, your, your mission and your focus and what you do professionally, but you said, I don't want people to hurt themselves. And the reason that that really struck a chord with me is sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes you have to take a really critical look at yourselves and say, how do I really look? How does this sound? What kind of an image am I portraying? And maybe, and, and I think we've seen this, you know, with the pandemic, oh, it looks great, it's fine. No, it's not. You and I have seen a lot of crap out there, let's face it. And I think it goes back to everything you've shared today from something as basic as, hey, have a plan, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what are the logistics, you know, the air conditioning, the lighting, the audio, the video, because it will hurt you if you look or sound like crap or if the message isn't right or if you're not passionate about it or if you've got some controversial, you know, stuff in the background because uh, you're not paying attention to your audience. But that's a great point, Bill. Years ago, we, we talked about LinkedIn, right? We talked about LinkedIn and just your picture on LinkedIn. Is it 20 yeah. years old? You know, um, that's, you know, whatever. You know, you're LinkedIn. You have spelling errors on your website. You, you, know, you want to present the best yeah. image possible. It's like you want to make the best first impression because it's really hard to make, to fix a bad first impression with a great second impression. 
If, right. You never, yeah. A lot of times you'll never have a chance to make a second impression. Right. That even, I don't even know if that even exists. Right? <laughs> Rarely, so, yeah. But we live in a very fast-paced world, but sometimes you just got to take a deep breath, step back, think for a minute, mm-hmm. think about the purpose of what you're doing and how to do it well. And and in many cases you'll do very you'll do you'll do much better. And then if you make a mistake, that's fine. Get up, brush yourself off. Just don't do it again. Right. Just don't do it again. Right. L- learn from it. Exactly. Don't don't. Re- let's try not repeat it. Uh, Bill, listen, this has been a great conversation. While we all know we're getting back to in-person events, which is fantastic, um, the reality is in a post-pandemic economy and a B2B environment, there is a hybrid model. And a big part of that hybrid model, uh, Bill, that we've been talking about is going to be virtual conferencing and, of course, video, something you've been a champion of for many years. Uh, So it's a great conversation, great resource. And as you said, people can find more of your resources at CorbettPR.com. So thanks for sharing that, Bill. Happy to do it. Take care, everybody, and have a great summer. Thank you so much. And you are listening to The Profit Express, of course. And again, special thanks to our guest today, Bill Corbett, Corbett Public Relations. And it's all about best practices. It's all about not doing things that are going to hurt you and your brand. And, of course, you can follow me and the show on Instagram at The Profit Express, on Twitter at Profit underscore Express, and The Profit Express page on Facebook. And get ready to listen and download to hot new episodes each and every Wednesday.